When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is the CC Radio Podcast. Welcome to Comic Confidential. My name is Cade Moore and I am joined by Isaac Butterfield to answer some very important questions when it comes to the world of Pokemon. Very important. Very important. They must be answered today. They are. The world's going to end if I don't know these answers regarding, regarding these very, very important questions. What's your starter Pokemon there, Isaac? Because Mate. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a whim and say you're a first gen boy. What, you, you're gonna go and let limb because I told you to 30, 30, 40, Don't don't spoil the illusion, no. mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, absolutely. I um, see. I like a lot of people, um, and I know a lot of people who uh, see me making Pokemon videos. They go, "Oh, this bloke's just uh, cashing in on the whole Logan Paul thing," and that's definitely true to an extent. But um, I was buying Pokemon cards. Um, five years ago, you know, once I started um, working real jobs, that type of thing, um, I bought a first edition Venusaur off Unlisted Leaf. Um, it is a PSA 1. A PSA 1 <laughs> first edition Venusaur. Um, it's got a, and I didn't buy it. And he, he didn't send it, uh, sell it to me as like, hey, no, this is going to get a 10. He said, this is the worst card ever. Do you want it? And I was like, okay. I can't remember what I paid for it. But it's a cool thing to have with that little PSA one thing there. But um, but yeah, so I bought that off him, and I also bought uh, a few years ago a um, PSA nine uh, Charizard from Base Set Unlimited, and I think I paid like two hundred bucks for it. Whoa, wow, that's uh, a bargain at in this yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. So that was probably four to five years ago. Oh, maybe three years ago, but but quite some time. So to all the people who keep carrying on like, oh, Butterfield's just cashing in. Yeah, I am, but not as much as you think. <laughs> and answer your question, um, Charmander, for sure. Charmander, yeah. I think Charmander was a, a big favourite for a lot of people going out in, in, into fire. the game. Yeah, exactly. It's fire Pokemon. You exactly. Know? You, can't, you can't lose. Well, you can't lose. Well, you can. But but, you know, it's not the same as Squirtle. And as I was saying before, Squirtle's pretty cool because it does evolve into some giant, like, Galapagos turtle thing with tanks on its shoulders. But for a while, to, uh, Squirtle's cute and all. And and my favourite Pokemon uh, is either... No, it is. It's Eevee. I fucking love Eevee. Yeah, I love really? collecting Eevee cards. I'm all about that. And the evolutions and all that type of shit. I just think it's a cool little thing. It's like a little dog and I'm all about it. Yeah, actually, it's probably one of those Pokemon that looks like a real creature the most out of all yeah. of them. And yeah. uh, super relatable too because you could you could probably go buy a dog that looks like a damn Eevee. Yes, absolutely. You get a little Kahoodle or something like that and um, it, it does come across as a little Eve. But um, uh, Mrs. Butts and I were talking the other night. Like, when we have kids, do we call one Eevee? And I was like, oh, I like the name. Like Eve's a cute name. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I want to be one of those people where you have to have a whole backstory. You're like, oh, Evie, is that after the Pokemon? You're like, yes, it is. Like, no, it's not. You have to defend yourself and all that type of shit. Which, you know, if you've done that and you've called your kid 
I don't know, Zapdos or something, good on you, but it's not for me. Yeah, it's um, and you know what? Even if you if you did name your kid Eve, you're always going to know in the back of your mind. I didn't didn't name it after the Pokemon, but you know you did. Yeah, well, we called our little uh, our little Whippet, our dog. Um, we called him Littlefoot after the Land Before Time, the cartoon. That oh was yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he's a Brachiosaurus or a Brontosaurus. No, not a Brontosaurus. Brachiosaurus or something like that. Anyway, and, uh, you know, it's a weird name to yell out if you're carrying <laughs> on, but it's also a really cute name. So, you know, it's a catch-22 in one of those situations. But, um, but yeah, Charmander. Charmander, yeah, that's a good pick. I don't think a, a lot of people would go down the um, the the route of going for, for a Bulbasaur to end up with a Venusaur at the end of the day. Like, who wants a fucking plant for their, for their Pokemon? Uh, from from memory, Bulbasaur had um, one of the attacks was like Razor Leaf or something like that. Is that correct? Yeah. Like, I can't remember. But um, and that was like a pretty devastating attack. So obviously there is uh, some benefit from picking that particular guy. But um, I don't think it matters who you pick in, in particularly the Game Boy games. Like you go, you can watch on YouTube now. You can watch countless videos of people who will play. Um, you know, Pokemon Red or Blue or Gold or the older or the newer versions, I guess, um, with all these rules put in place, like you're not allowed to heal or you're not allowed to evolve, all this type of weird shit. Yeah, right. It's full of, it's full, yeah, there's this one guy and he, he did one recently. I haven't watched it yet, but I saw it come up on my feed and he had so many different rules that he just can't finish the game. Usually he can finish the game with all these rules, like you're not allowed to do this, you're not allowed to catch this or do that or you have to go around a certain way or whatever. Um, and yeah, I think he beat like the whole game with like a Pidgeotto or Pidgeotto or something and, you know, level it up to 150 and all that shit. And, you know, it's things like that, which is, which is pretty cool. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's so much nostalgia right now going around with Pokemon. And I remember, I think it was Gary V said this and, and I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of Gary V. I don't not like him. He just says the same thing in six different ways. Anyway, um, and he said that, you know, nostalgia never dies. And it's very true. You know, it'll always come back. And that's why right now I've, I've you know, invested some money in cards and I've got like 500 or 600 cards at PSA getting graded, which I might see in the next 10 years. And and hopefully at some point I can sell them. Um, and, you know, if I can make 20, 30, 40 grand, maybe more off that, when I'm an older man, then that's a nice little nest egg to have, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I think Gary V is one of the the key people to kind of make the rise of Pokemon cards, to be honest, because the last couple of years he's been really big on sports cards. Yes. And the getting them graded, buying, you know, buying them cheap, just I guess using them as actual investments. And he'll basically spend his whole weekend going around to uh, like garage sales and stuff like that to to find these really really rare cars that people just don't realize that they have, mm. and because of that, I think it's had a huge knock on effect to to the world of Pokemon cards because you can say it's a Logan Paul effect, but I, I genuinely believe it might be the the Gary V effect having a, a massive knock on to to that world there. Well, he probably inspired uh, Logan to get involved with it. Um- and it has, it has decimated the industry in a way for people coming into it. I mean, I know it's hard for kids now to get involved in the game because if you go to, uh, you know, EB Games or Big W or whatever in Australia and, and buy Pokemon cards, like it's hard to get your hands on them. Um, the only time I've done that, I think I bought some cards from Zing and I was buying them trying to chase the the, um, 
the Rainbow Rare Pikachu and Vivid Voltage. And I bought like, I think I, I was a bit of an asshole and I bought like 15 packs. <laughs> and the lady goes to me, she said, oh, good luck. She was a bit of a fan of Pokemon. She said, oh, but the bloody, you wouldn't believe it. There was a kid in this morning who, who pulled the Rainbow Rare Pikachu out of that box. I was like, oh, you're telling me now after I've spent like, you know, $100 on all these cards, I'm going to get fuck all from them. Wow. Wow. That's uh, that's just what you want to hear too. Well, it's heartbreaking. But anyway, you, 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 know, you live and learn. So, okay, Pokemon, the Pokemon cards, I was a big collector of them back in the day and it, it was a, one, the game itself is actually fun. Do you play the game or are you just in the no. sense of collecting? No, I've never played the game. I don't understand how it works. There's dice involved. I don't want to know. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. And you know what? I probably wouldn't even know how to play it today. I just remember it was it was really cool fun. And, and I think it was going up against another kind of card-based game back in the day, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Yep. Which, um, you know, that's completely different, but, you know, in that same kind of ballpark. But I do remember Pokemon cards. They were they were like the currency of the schoolyard. Yeah, yeah. Well, we had Pokemon uh, cards there, and then they were banned, and then people started playing <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! cards, and then they were banned. And then we ended up with fucking marbles, and wow. then they got, and it was because kids just want to gamble. Yeah. They just want to fight <laughs> each other for. They just want to get different things and win this and win that and take other people's big the big clonker things, the clinker things, the big marbles and all that shit. I mean, um, I I stole a Charizard of someone um, when I was a kid, and my old man never lets me live it down. It was out the front of my old house in uh, in Newcastle, and we were playing like with the cards on the concrete, which is a terrible way to treat your cards. But anyway, you don't think about that when you're you know seven years old. And he had his he had his zard, and I just sort of slid it under a pot plant <laughs> to come back and retrieve it later. And I went back and I got it, and I've I've got it, I've got the zard. Um, and I, I don't think I really understood that you can just buy packets and maybe one day you'll pull one. I don't think I really got that. Yeah, but I think his mother come around later on and was yelling at my mum, and my mum defended me. She's like, "My my Isaac would never do that. That's ridiculous." <laughs> and I was sitting there sheepishly, and and she eventually she just saw on my face that I was full of shit, and, and I probably got a spanking and uh, had to return the card. So that's why when I got that um, unlimited base Charizard, uh, I was really pumped about it because it was finally here. Um, but I also, in that same time that I bought all those cards uh, off Unlisted Leaf and uh, from another bloke, I also got sent um, four four binders, a binder full of first edition um, Team Rocket, uh, and all the hollows are, are quite, they're not good. Yeah. Like they're probably PSA 4 or 5, um, but still had all that and was sent uh, an entire base set set. Um, a lot of which I'm getting graded at the moment. Um, and they just sent them to me. Really? Oh, yeah. So people just were fans of the channel. This is not that long ago. And they sent it to me. And, yeah, so I had those sitting there. And that's when I sort of learned about PSA. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll get some of these cards graded and all that type of business. Um, and, yeah, and so I was I was really pumped about getting those. Uh, now, nowadays, if you went to buy what they sent me, I'd be paying to $2,000, $3,000 for all the cards they sent me, maybe more, depending on the, um, the condition, of course. But, yeah. I, yeah. I see the original booster packs because, you know, some people still have those things stashed away and you see them going for hundreds, thousands of dollars to to get yeah. packs of those. It's they're, they're big money these days. 
my um my mate who I do all my Pokemon openings with, Brammers, Cards by Brammers, uh, is who you should buy your Pokemon cards through, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. He he uh he and I were planning to do a first edition boost uh fossil booster box break. Um and the seller was really adamant that he didn't want to go lower than eleven seventy five, um, one thousand one hundred and seventy five dollars per pack. People were blowing up. Uh, they're blowing up at me about, you know, this and that and doing this. And I was like, well, it's not really up to me. It's not my box, so I can't really make those decisions. If you don't want to buy, you don't have to. Um, but hopefully we get to do that. Um, but, yeah, you, you go and buy a booster box, you know, 50 grand for the unlimited ones at the Ooh, moment. 50 grand? Yeah. Well, this, this fossil box that I don't have anymore, it's not with me. It's somewhere else at a secure facility. <laughs> Old mate just sent it to me in the post. You're kidding. At my door. And the and I just I had it sitting there and, and uh Mrs. Butts's mum come over and I said, How much do you reckon this is worth? And she's like, I don't know, seven thousand dollars. I know you told me that Pokemon cards are quite expensive. And I said, Yeah, this is probably about a thirty five to forty thousand dollar box. Far you know, out. Crazy. Just um, and just sent it in the post, just on your doorstep, sitting there for hours. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, he sent it to my PO box. I was going to send it to my house, and but I know that the postie usually leaves stuff. So, um, so if you know where I live, please don't rob me. But, um, <laughs> I know I usually leave stuff because I get a lot of stuff delivered. So I was like, oh, I'll send it to the PO box because that way at least it's at the post office, and it might still go missing because it's Australia Post, but at least it's there and it's sort of you know it's in a locked facility. Um, but, yeah, so that was pretty scary and I was stressing out, even driving it home. Like I drove to the gym afterwards for some reason. I was just sort of sitting there and I was just sort of watching the car. <laughs> uh, I was like, Christ, if this car gets taken, like there's there's nearly 100 grand worth of things that are just gone. Yeah. And I guess trying to explain that to you, to an insurance company, it would just be too bad, mate. They're just some cards. You've, they're yeah. gone. And I think that someone was saying that apparently if you insure them in the post, you can't insure them for the price they're worth right now on eBay. You can only insure them for their original retail value or something like that. Oh, you're kidding. Now, I don't know if that's 100% true. I might be wrong. But if that is true, that's insane. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's absolutely insane. Because what are you going to get if a, if a booster pack goes missing? I bought um, off uh, uh, the Pokejew. I bought three... Um, three shadowless booster packs and three um, fossil booster packs. And he sent them to me. I don't know if they were insured or not, but, you know, it was five grand just sort of floating <laughs> through the post. And that was before the whole Logan Paul thing. That was like it was like three months before. And I just wanted to do it because I just thought, why not? I thought I may as well. And I have a second channel, the Buttsman 2, and I thought, you know, that could be my little Pokemon channel. And now it's sort of I do Pokemon openings two days a week and then other videos the other days and um and you know it's tax deductible so that's why i did it yeah <laughs> and um so i thought <clears throat> i'll i'll do a big opening on my main channel um 
with the shadowless packs and I think we pulled a polywhirl or something like the hollow polywhirl, which is not not that great. But also a red cheeks Pikachu, which I think is going at a PSA ten for about four or five grand now. Something like that. Far out. Can can yeah. you explain the the PSA, I guess, grading system to me? Because I I've I'm very new to this. I'm very much a virgin to it. And the the whole PSA thing, because it goes from from one to ten. I know ten's basically almost impossible to get because you need to, from my understanding, you need to get a perfect card, like perfectly centered. Yeah. For, and, and for people who don't know Pokemon cards, they kind of got this border around them. And it, so I've got I've got two here, so I know it's hard to see, but that is an Aerodactyl uh, pre-release from first edition Fossil, uh, and that is a PSA eight. This is a card monsters. I think. No, card ass. Yeah, Pocket Monsters, card ass, uh, Flareon from 97, I think, yeah, in Japan. And that's a seven. So these guys, you know, they're not perfect cards, but they're close. Yeah. Uh, they're getting up there. But a, a grade or a card will lose grade or lose grading points if there are damage on the corners, whitening on the corners, if the card, the artwork itself isn't perfectly centred. A lot of cards... There's a card in the Evolution set that came out in 2016, the one of the Charizard cards, the Hollow Charizard, which is um, which represents the original Charizard card that came out in '99, uh, and that is in, almost impossible to get in a PSA 10. They're, they go for about 10 grand in PSA 10s, but no one that I know is, has been able to get one. I know a few of my mates have sent off dozens of them and hasn't been able to return a 10 because they constantly have these print lines across the uh, across the hollow, across here. So yeah, right. uh, they just can't get a PSA 10. So that's why, um, you know, supply and demand, basic economics, they just don't exist. So you have to pay, uh, pay a higher premium to get one. Um, so... Yeah, it's uh, it's a convoluted sort of thing, and some people say there's conspiracies with PSA that they're a bit dodgy, they're a bit dodgy as well, and they and they deliberately uh, lower the numbers of PSA tens. Um, there's other ones too. There's Beckett uh, BGS. They have uh, a scoring system where they actually tell you why your card didn't get a ten. They they score it um, out of four categories, and they give you a out of ten score for every category, whether that's centering. Um, edging, uh, all that type of shit, and they give you out of 10 for that, and then it comes to a total score. CGC is another one. They do the same thing. And then there's uh, CA, C- CCA or something, the Card Certification Australia, I think it is. And people, some people don't like them. They've had a few run-ins with some issues, but I sent some cards with them, and they were, they were pretty good. Uh, the cards I sent to them, the reason I sent to them was um, I had my old man played uh, NRL here in Australia, and he uh, had a lot of football cards of himself um, made. And I found some and I, I bought them off a bloke and they were really good condition. I thought I'd get them graded and um, not so much for resale value, just for uh, just to have them there and, and, and in a protected case and they're going to, you know, last forever now sort of thing. And that was cool, but no, no one else would sort of do those grading. So I thought, okay, we'll send it off to old mate. So, there's a lot of different options, and PSA just put up their prices too, to like thirty-five dollars Australian a card. So is it really that much? It's a lot of money. Wow! And particularly when you're spe- sending like a hundred cards off, like that's yeah, too much. yeah, that's that's big coin, and that, it really does become an investment, then, doesn't it? 
Yeah, yeah. Well, you're investing. If you're investing two thousand dollars, you're you're basically buying shares. Yeah, you know, you're buying shares in the Pokemon industry, and you're hoping that it, hoping that it uh, increases in value over time. So, uh, what's what's the average, I guess, price to get into this? Because I, I I guess that's that's probably a bit of a loaded question because it's how much can you afford to to get into it? But let's say you know someone wants to to get into this, they're looking at maybe starting with some some close to the original decks as they they want to get. What 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 should people really expect when they're starting this whole journey? Is it do you need to have tens of thousands of dollars? Is it thousands of dollars? Is it? No, I don't think so. I think you can. It depends where you. It definitely depends where you want to start. Uh, if you want to get obviously a first edition Charizard PSA ten, you're going to need five hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> but most people don't want that, and most people can't afford that. So um, you know, you you look and you find bargains, and you might find something that a card isn't a perfect ten, or it isn't the perfect uh, you know um, condition, but it represents something fun to you, so you buy it anyway. Um, eBay's eBay's tough because, you know, you might go on eBay and you see um, a card on sale there that is just an astronomic price, uh, astronomical price, but no one's going to pay that, but it's just there and they're just hoping some idiot comes along and pays it. You've got to check out the previous sale, uh, the end sales for a lot, of, a lot of cards to get a bit of an idea of what they're worth, joining auctions and things like that. There's another group of guys um, called Welcome Stranger Collectibles. They do uh, Facebook auctions every Sunday and Thursday now, and they're great because you can buy uh, PSA cards from there. Uh, but I think if you're going to jump into it, either jump into the new stuff um, and then work your way back as you learn about it or um, head to the things like Welcome Stranger and pick something niche. Yeah. You like Evie? Collect all the Eevees. You like Charmanders, like what I was doing? Collect all the Charmanders, that type of thing. So uh, I think that's probably the best way to do it. Any other way, and you're just going to be doing what I was doing for a while and just fluffing about and not getting anywhere. So what, um, what's your goal with the with the Pokemon cards now? Are you are you hunting a specific type? No, I don't have a goal at the moment. Yeah. I'm just sort of I, – <clears throat> I, I think I'd like to probably get all the hollows uh, – in a PSA 10 and base set uh, one day, maybe shadowless. Depends how good my career goes, really. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, man, COVID is clearing up and I see you starting the tour now, so that's good. Yeah. Yeah, no, we're going back on the road, which is really exciting. So, uh, But I don't really have like a, a particular goal in mind. And, and the reason I have that is because it's just, this is just fun for me. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of parts of my life that are really serious and I'm always uh, you know, thinking about, uh, things that are happening in the world, and it's just good to have something that's completely different and doesn't matter, you know. So that's why I enjoy it, and that's probably how I'll keep going with it. I think. Yeah, and I think it's it's good because you know, like you said, your your current channel it, it it's it can be polarizing to to people depending on where they sit with certain things, and I think that's great because that's a whole reason you have that channel. Absolutely. Um, but this this whole second channel, it is I think it's really fantastic because it, it really does show it's a different side of you. It's it's something that, you know, you don't have to be the world's biggest fan of Pokemon to get excited about the the card pools and stuff like that. Because like I said, I've I have never even invested into this at all. And I watch the the card pools that you do and you do it with another guy sometimes. And the you can feel the tension. It's kind of, Oh yeah. It's, yeah. I could I could there's there's a level of excitement that um you know you just don't really get no. with anything else. 
No, and it's like it's a, it's almost a sport, almost a spectator sport. Yeah, you know, we're sitting there and we're opening these cards, and um, you know that may, maybe we paid a thousand dollars for, and we need to pull something to make it worthwhile. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if you don't, then you get the shits, and maybe you're halfway <laughs> through a packet or or a box, and you're like, "Fuck, we haven't done anything," and uh, it's a killer. So, what's 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 your uh, what's your best and worst pulls so far? Oh, my, my best. Um, fuck, what is my best? Well, what's one that's got you excited? Because maybe maybe you've been on the hunt for something and you've, you've found the exact card that you're looking for. Well, I, here's the best and worst. I was opening up a mystery box recently and this guy had sent through an amazing array of cards, including some Burning Shadows uh, booster packs. And Burning Shadows from Sun and Moon, the best card is the Charizard. And it's a really cool design, really hard to get. I know um, another Pokemon YouTuber dude, Max Mofo, had opened thousands of these packets and hadn't pulled it. And these were my, my first. And I opened it, and there was something in the in the in the um, in my hand. I went through the first couple of cards, and then pulled it and revealed that it was the Burning Shadows Charizard, best pull of the show, but. As I look at it, it's completely off center. The corners are terrible. There's widening everywhere. And it's probably not, you know, the super expensive PSA 10. It might be a five, but it's still the cool pull. So it's like, it's really exciting at one point and you get to see it and you've got it in your hands, but then you start thinking about the collecting and the investing side of things. You're like, well, this doesn't have a very good resale value. But also, it's not the end of the world. You know, I didn't know I was going to get it. So it's not a big, big, big issue, but, <clears throat> but yeah, that's probably the worst, I think. Um, but there, you know, it's it's always fun. I'm having a problem with vivid voltage at the moment. I'm still I've pu- opened 500 packs and I haven't pulled the chase card. So <laughs> I'm just like, I'm at I'm at an absolute, I'm at a loss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was talking to Will and Powerfish about it. He's just buy, he's just buy the bloody thing. It's like no, it's not the same. I need to I need to pull it. You know? Yeah. So. Uh, I don't know what I'll end up doing there, but if I get good ticket sales, I might just buy the bloody thing because it's just doing me head in. I think I've, I don't know how much 500 packs of uh, <laughs> booster packs cost, but whatever that is. And yeah, it's is that quite- voltage set the, the current set that you can, you can buy just from, from kind of anyway? Yeah, it's one of the current sets. Yeah. Uh, there are, there are a few at the moment, but it's uh, probably uh, everyone's favorite. Um, the shining fates just come out. Um, Battle Styles is uh, just about to come out or has come out. Uh, and But Vivid Voltage was everyone's favourite. There was another set called Champion's Path that was out just before Vivid Voltage, and that only had two chase cards, two Charizards, one of which I pulled and the other I hadn't. But I've opened, you know, countless of the um, uh, booster packs of those. But everyone enjoyed Vivid Voltage more because there were more cards to to actually get. There were these amazing rare cards with all these beautiful designs and all that type of stuff in comparison to the Champion's Path set, which only had two cards that anyone wanted and everything else was shit, basically. Yeah, right. So everyone was really pumped about that sort of set. And it was about Pikachu and all that type oh, of stuff. Yeah. So, you know, people got around that. But, yeah, good crowd, um, please. Yeah, so um, I, I think people should just, if they want to go out and get into Pokemon, 
go out and buy a pack and just really what you it was like when you were a kid. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think the nostalgia level for that type of stuff it, it's through the roof, and it's even just fun to watch. It's uh, it's safe for me to watch because I'm not investing hundreds and thousands of dollars on it because I know it's it, you buy one pack, man, and I'm sure that stuff's just like cocaine. You're addicted straight yeah. away. It's it's ba- you're basically playing the pogies. Yeah. That's all it is. Um, <laughs> it's a child form of gambling, and I get it, and I really like it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a, uh, it's, it's a little bit of a. Well, you know what? You probably have more luck pulling the the Pokemon cards than you do the Pokies, too. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, um, but you know, it's a, it's a process making a profit from it. You can sell them raw, straight out of the pack, the cards. But if you really want to make a good profit on, you got to get them graded. And at this point. Uh, you send cards to PSA. If I send a card to PSA today, I won't see it until this time next year. Holy crap. Yeah, so they've got a massive, and that's why they put their prices up because everyone's just sending cards that were, their way. So they've got this enormous backlog of cards, which also, you know, they, they also sold their company for, I don't know if it was $100 million, it was a lot of money. Um, you'd think they would employ just more people just to get it done. You would think but, so. But apparently not. So yeah, I don't know right. what they're doing. That's- but... Um, that's insane because it, it, the supply and demand is there. You know, it's yeah. it's simple economics. Yeah, no, it is. And um, I, I was surprised that they weren't able to handle the workload after after a year. You would think they would be able to sort of deal with it. But it seems that their way of dealing with it now is just putting the price up. So it's more of a, um, which is fine. You know, people are still going to send them. But there's other options out there too, which I think will will rise in value as well yeah. uh, over time. But maybe PSA will rise in value even more because they are harder to um, harder to get. And but you also see cards like from the um, current sets drop in price when more people get their cards back from PSA and put them on sale. So yeah, right. Uh, you know, if 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 I'm a collector and I've got uh, all these PSA cards waiting just to sell on eBay, as soon as they get back, I'm going to sell them. But so is thousands of other people and the market's going to be flooded. So that'll be a good time to buy, I think. Um, right now, it's at the top of the market. Some people argue that it'll just keep going up and it probably will for the vintage sets. But for the for the bulk cards in vintage sets, just hold out, I think. I'm wait, wait a year, then buy. But, but I could be very wrong. Who knows? Yeah, it's one of those things where you just don't know because they may do a re-release or something like that and the the value just kind of flattens out a little bit then. Yeah, they've done a few reprints of sets from the last couple of years. Obviously, they can't do reprints of, uh, you know, the base set uh, and that's what everyone sort of chases. We're still waiting to find out what the 25th anniversary set will be Mm. Uh, and I'm hoping it's a bit of a combination of all the big cards from the last, you know, 25 years or... Or maybe it's a reprint of Fossil and Jungle, or who knows? Um, maybe it has something. To, it'd be cool if they combined if they combined all the first four sets or something like yeah. that. I think that'd be really cool. But oh, mate, they I, know what they're doing. They know how to make money. I'm sure they'll come out with something good. It would be fantastic. I think that would be a really good jumping in point for a lot of people too, because <laughs> a lot of people who played the first Pokemon will be you know my age in their 30s, and that's that's just that's just home for them, the, the yeah. original 151, because you tell me to name one other Pokemon outside of that, no chance, mate. Yeah, people throw the Chikoritas around and the Swablus, and I'm like, yeah, fuck them. I don't I don't <laughs> want anything to do with them, all right? <laughs> Give me Charmanders and Squirtles and Pikachus and Bulbasaur, and that's that's it. Yeah, that's it. 
Yeah, that's that's yeah. exactly it. So, Matt, I have to, I do have to ask, what's the what's the reception from your um your fan base when it comes to the to the Pokemon? Because I can imagine you get a whole bunch of shit from people who say, "What the oh, fuck yeah. are you doing this type of shit for?" and and stuff like that. What's the what's the go there? Some people hate it. Yeah, and they get so mad, particularly on Facebook. <laughs> I've noticed that Facebook people just get super mad at everything. Um, so I I deliberately just like antagonize them on Facebook. <laughs> hey, guys, I know you love the last Pokemon video. Here's a new one for all you big fans out there and shit like that. Um, it's fun for me, you know, just to upset people. So, um, But I, it's amazing how many people say, I'm not watching this. Oh, good. It's okay. Don't no, fucking watch it. It's all right, you know. I know you don't watch everything, and that's fine. Thank you for your support, but also shut up. You know, you don't have to tell me that you're not going to watch this. I don't care. Yeah, absolutely. And and as a content maker, you know, you you probably get this a lot where people feel this sense of ownership over over you, over the content that you make. And it's if you don't do exactly what they want, you're you're the worst fucking person in the world. Yeah, I used to get the whole um, and everyone who's in the content making game will get the you used to be funny, you've changed. <laughs> Man, I got that. I got that in my first year. Yeah. People would say that to me. And someone said it to me the other day. They messed with you. You used to be funny. Now you're just a fucking yada, yada, yada. I was like, mate, okay, whatever. It's all good. Go away. Um, But this is the thing. When you're exposed to so many people, um, you're going to have so many different reactions. Yeah. Some people are going to be happy. Some people are going to be mad. It is what it is. And you just can't read the comments. And that's something that I actually fell into a bit of a hole doing that recently, reading comments. And you had to like pull, you have to pull yourself out and go, no, no, no. Yeah. Don't do it. You're just going to do your head in. Because if you've got a hundred and let's say you got a hundred thousand views on a video and you've got 3000 comments of those hundred thousand people, a lot of the people who comment on that are going to be nutbags. Oh, 100%. 100%. Like if you've got a hundred thousand people watch a video, probably 10% are crazy, right? So there's 10,000 people. Of those 10,000 people that are crazy, how many people do you think wrote in the comment section? <laughs> Probably most of them. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's just that type of that type of people. And, and usually the people who comment on videos either, uh, like I've never, I, I don't think I've ever commented on a video, maybe once or twice. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I'm the same. I might I might actually jump on it for the, the other podcast I do, the Believe podcast, uh, which you've been on. Go check that out for people who haven't seen that yet. Um, and, yeah, I'll, I might comment on there, especially when you're doing, say, you know, one of your documentaries about um, the weird, the unusual, paranormal, UFOs, stuff like that. Um, always jump on there and go, yeah, good stuff, because personally I like that type of shit. Um, but, yeah, I, I totally understand the whole whole craziness because when it comes to the, the other podcasts that I do, mate, the amount of messages that I get of people saying, Uh-oh. oh, fuck, man, mate. The amount of messages I get from people saying that I am uh, abusing the paranormal because I'm doing a podcast that runs ads and I'm profiting off people's uh, terrible situations or uh, profiting off of ghosts and shit like that. It's it's unbelievable. You know, um, you know, Anne and Renata, who I do those ghost documentaries with. Yeah, they're fantastic. They're lovely, lovely people. Yeah. And they've been getting hammered recently because they promoted themselves for some awards night. They say, hey, vote for us on their Facebook page. People are like, this isn't what this community is about. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Oh, mate, fuck mate. those people. Like, just fuck them. And they are they are slowly becoming, like, leaders in that community as far as 
you know, ghost hunt and then yeah. and they're, they're two ladies um, older than me. That's that's all I'll say. Older <laughs> than me. And, um, you know, that's great. It's wonderful. And they're very good people, very nice people, and they're good at what they do and make people hammer in the comments. And I just sort of had to coach them in a way and just say, let people say whatever they want. Oh, yeah. You're going to have... You're going to have rumors about you. You're going to have people talking shit about you. You're going to have death threats. It's insane, the world of the internet. <laughs> it's fun. It, it's just the way that it is. Yeah. yeah. People, when they have this ability to cloak themselves behind a, like, a, a, you know, either behind a computer screen or with a false identity or without an identity, they will say whatever they want, things they'd never say to you or I in person, and they will say it till the cows come home. So you mm. just have to sort of deal with that. But yeah. Man, we're doing a lot of those docos at the moment, and we just did one uh, on the Central Coast that'll come out in about a month's time. And the, um, I've just been really enjoying doing those. We actually had um, a one plan with a with a guy who just got arrested too, so we won't be doing that one. Oh shit! Uh, so I, I'll probably talk about that at some point, but not right now. But yeah. Um, but yeah, so man, we're we're I'm busy. Writing shows, doing shows, making docos, open Pokemon cards. It's all happening. No, that's fantastic stuff, mate. And uh, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to come on the show. Um, mate, it is an absolute pleasure always talking to you. And uh, we'll have to get you on the Believe podcast again, mate, to talk about some of those docos that you've done because it looks like some of those ghost hunts have been pretty pretty bloody scary. Yeah, that, some of them have. Um, <clears throat> we've seen some crazy shit. And, uh, and where are you based? I'm up in Cairns. So far north well, Queensland. Well, we're coming up to Cairns later in the year, so I'll come into the studio through the day if I get there with enough time and we'll do it. Mate, that sounds great. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.